Hi there, I'm Paul Mitchell, leadership coach, author, and founder of The Human Enterprise. And a warm welcome to Leaders for Life Radio, where we interview transformation leaders from, from business, from the community, sports, and the arts. There's a saying, or an old saying you may have heard, that everyone's home is their castle. And that's why this interview is a very special one indeed, particularly in our current times. And we've called uh, the podcast The Castle Versus Corona because it's built around that iconic, brilliant, stunning movie, stunning film called The Castle. Because within The Castle, there are amazing lessons for us as leaders, particularly in tough times or in times of crisis. Uh, in the interview, I'll be uh, interviewing Kevin Layton, and you'll see why in a minute, or hear why in a minute. Kevin's responsible for sales nationally for a, a global workplace technology services company. So, let's welcome Kevin. So, warm, warm welcome to uh, to Kevin, to Leaders for Life Radio. How are you doing? Hey, Paul. Thank you very much, mate. Yeah, doing well and uh, great to be talking to you today. And so glad that you, you could join us. Uh, um, we share a passion, as I said so in the, the beginning there, of, of, of great movies, stunning movies, and that do. link between art and life. Eh? And do. so... Uh, one there's one particular movie that we love, and we love a lot of movies that have a lot of leadership lessons in them. But one particularly is an Australian movie called The Castle. And if you haven't seen The Castle, we'd love you to watch it or watch it again um, after this uh, podcast. But Kevin, you actually had an interesting encounter with someone in the movie, someone in the cast. Maybe you could uh, kick off by telling our listeners that. Yeah, sure. So look, a fantastic movie. I, I, I literally think I've probably watched this. Uh, I won't say too many times, uh, probably just enough, uh, at least 100. Uh, but I did have a, a bit of an interesting, uh, an interesting engagement once uh, with uh, one of the uh, one of the cast, uh, none other than Michael Caton, the uh, the lead actor in uh, in the castle. Uh, it was uh, one day in Brisbane. I was getting a flight and uh, walked into the plane, pulled up in business class, waiting for people to uh, disperse into their seats. I looked to my left, and uh, there's Michael Caton sitting there reading the paper. And uh, I thought it was too good an opportunity to resist. Uh, so standing alongside him, waiting for a moment, I, I just sort of uttered, uh, bloke selling a pair of Japanese fighting sticks. <laughs> and uh, he closed the – and, that, of course, that quote's not quite right, but it was the best one that I could uh, pull from memory at the moment. And uh, he closed the paper ever so slightly and just sort of looked up and said, how much does he want for him? And, of course, business class uh, was having a listen to this and uh, I said, uh, 450 And he said, tell him he's dreaming. And uh, <laughs> it got a real laugh uh, right through the uh, the front end of the plane and the stewards. And uh, I saw him uh, in the baggage area afterwards after we landed and uh, got a thumbs up. He said, uh, that was well delivered. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's a great moment that I think I'll uh, I'll probably hold on to for quite some time. A wonderful moment. And the fact that he actually acknowledged it and went along with you is just in the spirit of the movie, which yeah, is really is, is about the Aussie spirit. And that's why we're, we're, uh, we're going to sort of pick the movie um, not 
that not a part because the, the the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. But have a look at some of the um, some of the real leadership lessons and life lessons in that movie. Again, if you haven't seen it, and I think most people would have that uh, are probably uh, listening to this uh, podcast, it's available on Stan and also available on Google Movies for about three bucks. But you might remember. It's about an Australian family that's a great family and they've got their issues and their problems like everybody else, but this unwanted crisis comes along and totally disrupts them because they are, uh, they have to be forced to sell their home. Now, we're not forced to sell our home at the moment, but we are going through in Australia an unwanted crisis, which is causing one hell of a lot of disruption. And we believe that the way Daryl and the family and the community handled that disruption, handled that crisis, is the essence of the Aussie spirit. And that Aussie spirit is exactly why we've called this podcast The Castle versus Corona. So, Kevin, maybe tell our listeners a little bit about the movie. I know you know a lot about it and I guess about the production and stuff. It's quite interesting because even that tells you a lot about who we are as Aussies. Yeah, indeed, uh, Paul. It's, uh, look, as I said, you know, a, a, an iconic and I think, you know, great, great selection that you made here uh, the, the moment I heard about uh, us possibly talking about this. It, uh, it's uh, it's an, exciting, uh, an exciting one to review. Um, as you say, packed with leadership messages right through it. I'm still intrigued how, how that was done. Uh, I'd love to interview the actual uh, script writers, uh, which were, you know, Rob Sidge, Tom Gleisner from Have You Been Paying Attention, Jane Kennedy, uh, Santo Saloro from uh, D Generation and others, Frontline. You know, these uh, these people have collaborated many times. Uh, Working Dog Productions is the, the production mm-hmm. company that they uh, they run. Uh, they had a, a, a cast that was obviously very tight, but uh, a cast behind the camera that uh, that was also just as familiar with working with one another and collaborating creatively over a couple of decades. Uh, Rob Sitch's brother was a general counsel legal uh, for the movie. Jane Kennedy was in charge of music and uh, and picking the balance of the cast. Uh, so you know you get a lot of laughs from uh, a pretty comfortable uh, group of people that are that are used to doing what they do. And uh, you know produced in 1997. You know over 20 years ago. Uh, wow. brought forward some some great Australian actors, Michael Caton and Tenny from that famous uh, scene in a country practice uh, that most yeah, people yeah. of our vintage and maybe a little younger, Paul, would uh, would remember. Uh, but certainly, you know, Bud uh, Tingle, uh, the late great uh, Bud Tingle as Laurie, uh, Eric Banner uh, in, in the movie, mm. uh, Stephen Curry as, uh, as the story sort of narrator in Dale Kerrigan and an award winner, a few times over, so yeah, it's a it's a it's a brilliant movie, and uh, I think when people actually start to think about the car, the script, and the cast, and how they actually creatively, you know, embedded so many leadership messages into this movie, it's it's quite uh, Better. intriguing Better. how they actually did that yeah. uh, so long ago. So maybe we can have a look at those, but I think even even describing how the movie was made tells us the biggest lesson of all, it's about collaboration. It's about trusting each other, mutual respect, working with each other to to really uh, achieve and create something of greatness. So um, we're going to go through a number of lessons where Kevin will sort of expand on them in regard to the movie and then we'll link them back to Corona because it is 
the castle versus corona, but they're, they're more than just lessons for corona. They are life lessons and leadership lessons. So the first one is the bridge, even the way the, the, uh, it, it, we bridge into the film or the opening. Uh, any thoughts about that? Because it starts off with uh, an opening. Yeah, well, I, I, I sat down like you have, uh, you know, to, to watch the movie uh, a number of times and these, these themes just are so obvious. But when you actually sit down to write them down as, as we did, uh, it's, it's quite confronting how, how, how packed the, the script is with these sorts of things. The movie starts with a panned view across the address of the, the house that's in question and the balance of the script. It's three high view crescent. Uh, I'm sure that's intentional, uh, you know, and uh, the, the beauty of the start is the hook is there from the beginning. Uh, the, the narrator is uh, one of the sons, Dale Kerrigan, and uh, this is my story, he says, right? This is start. my story. You know, the yeah. importance of a story, the importance of that hook uh, to get you into the balance of the movie. And uh, he repeats that on the way through of course, but uh, I thought that was just so simple and so sticky, you know, right from right from the beginning. And, and, and because we've grown up with Once Upon a Time, um, there's nothing like a story. There's nothing like a story uh, to, uh, uh, to put your point across. There's no lessons or specific lessons ever said in the castle, but because of the story, we extract those lessons beautifully for ourselves throughout. It's why it's such a stunning movie and it gets at that, that, that deep emotional lesson. So it kicks off with giving us the bigger frame, but then right throughout it does what a lot of great leaders do is it reframes something. It takes something that possibly could be seen in a negative light or not such a good light and it puts a positive spin on it, which is just so important in regard to Corona as well. Tell us about some of the reframing incidents in the movie. Uh, there, there's so many, you know, and uh, the, the the best moments of the movie uh, are, are a lot of them are reframing, uh, positive reframing of, you know, everyday challenges. But, uh, you know, some of the obvious ones are uh, the narration uh, from Dale. He's, you know, he reminds uh, the audience, the the listener, that, uh, you know, man's ability to generate electricity was uh, his dad's, uh, you know, wonder at uh, living next door to a power station and the power lines. And uh, <laughs> he talks about, you know, the best things about living next to the airport is that it doesn't take too long to walk home. And, uh, you know, those sorts of things uh, are quite, uh, you know, funny and, and weaved into the into the script of the movie. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's others all the way through and uh, including – uh, living, you know, obviously next to power, a power line uh, station and right next door to the airport. He reminds the, uh, the the audience that, you know, the house is uh, nearly worth as much today as it was when he bought it and, uh, you know, <laughs> the things that it's, his it's, father says. And that, that reframing is, uh, is so important. We're not trying to be Pollyanna here. But how do you reframe Corona? How can you look back at it and say, you know, this this was the time we taught the kids what it feels like to rise up against a challenge? Or this was the time that I really got closer to a lot of people in my team by checking in with them. So the lesson here, of course, is no matter what comes at you, yeah, you've got to face that reality, but it's always that possibility of reframing it. Another great lesson is just the incredible way 
uh, because of his positivity that Dale champions people and credits people. Uh, what are some incidents of that in the film, Kevin? Yeah, so uh, I, I think, you know, these are also some of the funnier uh, moments of the movie, but also some of the, the most clever uh, repetition around crediting others, uh, which is so important to leadership and just, you know, living uh, living your life and your leader, your leader life uh, as a better person. Uh, you know, he he talks uh, in a number of moments, you know, about championing others, and uh, you know there are there are a number of uh, moments in the movie where a simple task has been you know completed by a member of the family. Uh, in one moment, you know, Dale the son has dug another hole, um, but he reframes that and champions that contribution as Dale started the patio today. You know. <laughs> and uh, there's there's other moments uh, that uh, you know he says his wife says oh, I'd like to do pottery he said you should you'd be good at it uh, little little victories are celebrated uh, through contribution and that old saying you know if you if you want to see see more of something then then celebrate it and I think you see uh, see that weaved into the script and uh, you know the way Daryl in the script uh, carries that out. It's quite clear. And, and the whole, I love that it's the whole thing about the little things that we take for granted. Of course, the, one of the favourite ones is, is when Sal, uh, Daryl's wife, uh, does the cooking, he's going, what do you call this, dear? Yeah. <laughs> sort of, uh, expand on that one for us about because it happens a few yeah, times. It's funny, you know, when you, when you watch this, um, you, you just see it in every, in nearly every moment. Uh, that that particular one, uh, you know, she uh, serves up uh, chicken uh, for for their evening dinner, and he says, "What do you call this?" And she says, "It's just chicken." He says, "Yeah, but it's got something sprinkled on it." And uh, you know, it's seeing the little things, the little contributions, the little efforts that people go to in a team, and calling those out for those contributions. And he does that. He says, "It's got something sprinkled on it, but it's seasoning." And uh, <laughs> you know, what what are the what are the what are the uh, the salt and pepper moments that uh, that happen in your team that uh, you could be calling out rather than ignoring? You know, that's that's really the analogy and the and the message that I think, uh, as I say, the writers just are so clever uh, to include these sort of moments in the movie. And that's and it is those little things. I guarantee you, if you're if you're a leader and listening to that, and years from now, you know your your people would come back and give you feedback. It wouldn't be about the way we we hit that number third quarter or fourth quarter. It'd be about you know what when I came and told you that my dad was really sick. You sat down and you talked to me about your dad, or you shared something with me. It's those little moments, those really precious little moments. Uh, that you remember, and Dale is is just so much over all of those. So uh, and sees the strength in everybody. Well, well, that's right, and you know um, that 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 is what uh, engagement's about, isn't it? It's seeing seeing the little extra efforts that people make, and when people know their effort is visible, and uh, it will be uh, seen, witnessed, and celebrated, uh, it's human nature. To, to contribute more of it and, uh, you know, for, for his efforts uh, through his role of, uh, of the family, you know, he is definitely, as you put it in your own book, uh, be their champion uh, and he is exactly that right through the movie. It's hard not to see that in nearly every scene. You know, he's, yeah, uh, he's yeah. a champion of the family. He's a champion of everyone's contribution and is that not a leader? Uh, I think you, ca- you say it quite well in your own book, uh, Paul, but uh, I think it's, uh, it's right through his, uh, his character. That's the standard he sets for, for his own uh, contribution. 
Absolutely. And, and, and behind that standard, he couldn't keep that up if he didn't have energy. And we love, of course, the fact that uh, he is a man of energy and a man of passion and pursuits. And um, uh, maybe you could talk to us a little bit about Bonnie Doon because he has this. He goes up to this holiday house and he doesn't say, uh, we're going on a trip now. It should be great. He simply says, we're going to Bonnie Doon. We're going to Bonnie Doon. Tell us about Bonnie Doon and the, the importance of passions and pursuits. Well, he, he talks about that to the family and he, he drums that into the family that you've got to have a passion in life. And I think, uh, you know, it's incredible again that this was 1997, this movie. Uh, nearly 25 years later, there's been, uh, you know, lengthy research into mm. the pursuit of passions and how it's often very difficult, you know, to, to know what your passion is. You've got to stick at an interest first and let it develop into a passion. And, uh, you know, he calls that out in the movie to, to persist and, uh, and get to a passion in life and uh, makes that statement that uh, you know Eric Banner's character is so passionate in his uh, in his own <laughs> fitness, and uh, you know you see that in the scenes at uh, at Bonnie Doon. But uh, he says, you know, we're the luckiest family in the world uh, to have uh, you know a holiday house again under the power lines up near the uh, the inland lake uh, when the water's down, uh, as uh, it's being managed for electricity production. But uh, you know, again, positive reframing, crediting. Uh, championing all, all in the one scene in a couple of these scenes, and, and gratitude. I, I, I think you you know the word, yeah, money can't buy what we've yeah, got. That's, that's the line. It's a, I mean, isn't that just wonderful? It just sums it all up. Just the just the the, the way he sees things. I, I always remember we took our niece to the circus when she was about six. And we came back home to, to my mother's place, her grandmother, and my grandmother asked her, how was the circus? And in her beautiful little six-year-old uh, way of looking at the world, she said, Nan, my eyes were full. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my eyes were full. And well, Daryl's yeah. eyes are full because he's, he's so much full of this passion. But at the same time, though, what's a wonderful thing, it's so Aussie, there's this, there's this humility or a lack of hubris showed by him and other members in the cast. But if you, why don't you talk about the importance of humility in leadership, Kevin? Yeah, well, I think, you know, you, know, you, might, uh, you might listen to what we're talking about here today and take another look at the movie. And I think, you know, most uh, should see uh, these scenes have been crafted, you know, specifically with these types of uh, themes behind them. But uh, some of the strongest, uh, probably most heartwarming scenes in the in the movie uh, are the, those that come from uh, you know Laurie, the uh, the barrister, which is po- uh, played by the late great uh, Bud Tingwell, uh, and, and expertly. So you know he he does a great job. Uh, but in his in his role uh, in the movie, he's uh, he's uh, an ex QC, uh, and he's engaging with a local conveyancer, uh, who obviously struggles with uh, with the law, uh, you know. And there are many moments where uh, Laurie could, uh, you know, cite his CV or or uh, you know make it clear that his uh, experience or or role in life is you know better than than someone else, and and doesn't take that opportunity. Uh, he's very generous uh, to Dennis and he involves him in the team later in uh, in the second hearing. 
doesn't and make, Dennis, uh, if you remember, is the uh, is the other solicitor. The first that's solicitor. right, Dennis Denudo, the famous uh, the famous uh, character in the movie. Uh, but you know, uh, doesn't doesn't uh, take uh, any any uh, opportunity to show contrast or gap between his own kids' education and, of course, uh, Daryl's daughter uh, being a hairdresser. You know, uh, there's he he doesn't uh, doesn't cite any difference there. And, uh, and remember, you know, Daryl's daughter was the first one to get a, a tertiary education that's right. from Sunshine Technical College Dunn, as a hairdresser. Dunn graduated at Sunshine TAFE, that's right. Um, one of the things that you see great leaders do is share their vulnerabilities. And um, I think that's the thing that Daryl does a lot too. He's not trying to be bigger than he is. And in sharing those vulnerabilities, there's a humility with that 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 binds us uh, very much together as people. And I would suggest for leaders going through or helping their team through Corona that they think about talking and sharing how they're feeling, not just asking other people how they are. And and in that vulnerability, that's what gets us close. It's not talking about our strengths. It's the sharing of our realness, our authenticity, our non-BSness that makes us that makes us a great community, and I think is the Aussie spirit. I don't, I'm not a warmonger, but my my father was um, uh, on the on the Kokoda Trail in the jungles of New Guinea. Hardly ever talked about it at all, but I can remember a couple of times what he did say was the great thing about the jungle and the great thing about the army is we're all equal. It didn't matter where you'd come from or who you'd been beforehand. You were all equal there. And I think that sense of equality and togetherness is just what makes this such a great country. That's a great lead on to community. There's lots of aspects of, of community in the movie, Kevin. I'd like to comment on those. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, that, that's a great point that you make there, uh, Paul. I mean, you know, you do see that uh, sense of community and investment, you know, back into uh, the, the local neighbourhoods uh, right through the movie. Uh, Daryl, you know, it's clear from a couple of different scenes that he has uh, – he is the 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 the, the read for uh, for the mail for his uh, non English uh, speaking background neighbours. You know he he looks after the mail. He reads the mail for the for the neighbour. Uh, he looks after the the eldest uh, neighbour Jack. Uh, in uh, when they get their notice of compulsory uh, acquisition of the house, and uh, you know welcomes uh, Con uh, set in you know the the area of, uh, of the time that it was. Uh, cons from Greece. Uh, he gives, yes. uh, you know, in the humour of the movie, he gives an awkward speech, but a nice save uh, of inclusion. You know, welcoming Con back into the into the family. So there's a number of those moments, uh, and uh, you know, seeing and welcoming uh, people from different nationalities. And as you say, you know, everyone's the same, and no one's better than anyone else. And that can, he even knows the local policeman fairly well. He helps right. Natalie. And uh, uh, the, uh, the old timer Jack is the first person he, he goes to see if Jack's okay. Um, and then for Ruth, that's right. Worried um, about Jack. He helps. He worried about Jack, and he tells Jack, "Look, you don't have to pay for things. I'll pay for this." This is a leader. This is someone that gets it. It's it's it's, it's much more than him. It's a it's a bigger purpose here, and he goes in fighting for that community because he believes in the whole thing that, you know, it's just unfair to take someone's house away from them. But he does it not just for himself, he does it for the team. And I'm wondering, again, leaders that are listening to this, how strong have you been building community as a leader, particularly through something like Corona, connecting people together, talking about it, how we're all in together, and just, just tacking each other in. We shouldn't have an, uh, one 
day or one week, which is a are you okay day, it should permeate everything we do um, as, as leaders. There's also well, aspects absolutely. of the sorry, sorry, Kevin, yeah. Yeah, no, I think, you know, that 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 you see in the movie and, and I think that is a direct link to leadership, you know, seeing other people, being aware of your surroundings and, and how they're going uh, and, and thinking beyond, you know, beyond yourself. Uh, so they weave that into the movie again. And, you know, as, as you've talked about, uh, the, the theming and, and how that's actually created into the script, it, uh, it probably hasn't won enough awards in my opinion. Oh, well, you know, it's interesting. It probably, if you look at the awards in terms of, I guess, the industry awards, possibly not, but I can tell you if, if there's a if there's an award or a little space for award in every Aussie's heart that's seen that movie, <laughs> it, has, it has won millions of awards. Reflecting on that, you, you, you taught me something the other day, Kevin, and I thank you for it. I think it um, comes from um, someone whose work we love, and I've been using the phrase quite a lot. And that is pause, or a pause leads to, or, or um, is, is, is starts uh, starts us off in transcendence. Uh, what right. does that mean, and how is that related to the castle? Well, a- absolutely right. And and uh, you know, I, I saw that uh, just leaping out at me when I, I watched the movie recently. And uh, you know, I, I'm I'm very envious on one hand. You know, pause is um, something that's written up beautifully uh, by Kevin Cashman now. Uh, that 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 sense of uh, uh, welcomed envy that uh, I mentioned, you know, Kevin obviously wrote the forward uh, to your own book, Paul, and uh, Kevin uh, came out with a, a fantastic book, 2012, The Pause Principle. It's one I've often uh, suggested to people to read. Uh, all sorts of messages through that book, but the primary message and link to leadership is. Is, is taking that that time to reflect and and just stop and think and and take a good step forward that uh, is aimed at purpose to change the current the current state to something in the future um, and to transcend from where you are today to where you want to be and that happens when a pause is taken not uh, from just you know an obsession with pace. Uh, and quick thinking that's, you know, talked about in uh, Daniel Kahneman's uh, book, you know, the difference between fast and slow thinking. Slow thinking, great results, you know, a a really reflective approach. And you see that uh, profiled, you know, with good humour in the movie where uh, Dale, as the narrator says, you know, Dad did all his best thinking under the power lines, out the back uh, (laughs) or in the pool room. You know, and yeah. uh, again, just you know, stunning script writing that they had the 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 foresight in 1997 to to put those sort of messages into the script. When you know, Kevin wrote what is an a uh, you know an absolutely brilliant book in 2012. So again, I'm intrigued, you know, uh, with the uh, with the writing team about how they did that. But uh, yeah, pausing. And thinking about what is the right next step, uh, you see that right through the movie. And, you know, it's interesting, isn't it, that probably this wasn't a pause, Corona wasn't a pause that we would have done, we would have bought on ourselves. But for many people, it has been that time to actually just right. stop and reflect. I'm looking, at, I, I, I'm looking at the skies and the sunsets and the sunrises and the moon, and, and I am thinking about what, what, what's, what, what's happened with pollution. I'm not trying to push one barrow or another one or one particular issue or not, but 
pausing like this and, and thinking about relationships and possibly we don't really um, take people for who they are until we realise we, we can't see them. There was going to be a chance that we weren't, if our mothers are still with us, being able to see or spend time with our mothers. So this whole idea of just reflecting on your life and reflecting what's really important, again, because it gives us energy as human beings, energy as leaders to do what we need to do. There's also, apart from that, there's lessons of accountability there. Although Dale's, uh, sorry, Daryl's got lots of energy and he certainly celebrates people, he celebrates life, he's, he reframes things, he's grateful for things, he doesn't back away from accountability. Again, Kevin, what can you tell us from the film in terms of accountability? Yeah, well, again, you know, as as I watched it recently, uh, I saw that just leap out at me again, you know, around ac- accountability. Uh, there's a moment where they lose the first hearing and that means that uh, there, there's a need for them to get out of the house. <clears throat> and uh, Daryl says, you know, look, I've, I've let you down, you know, and, and that's that language, you know, you can always hear accountability or, or the avoidance of it in language. Uh, language there is really clear, I've let you down. Uh, and, of yeah, course, you know, yeah. there's a funny moment with his son where he says, I, I don't know what the uh, the opposite of that is, but you, you've done that, you know. Yeah, uh, that's right. I've let you down. I don't know what the opposite of that is, Dad, but yeah. you've done it. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's right. Isn't it? Yeah. That's just beautiful. And he talks about, too, he takes on even his son Wayne, who, of course, uh, um, uh, is in prison um, and he could have blamed his son or whatever but he simply says you know what I could have done better oh, I could have done, done better I could have done I could have done better right. I could have done better and there's a time there where he just gets the unfairness of how can they take a man's home and he turns and he says I'm not giving up That's I'm right. not giving up the, uh, the other thing I think in that moment around leadership is not needing to have the answer at, at this mm. moment, you know, he says, I'm not giving up. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but bugger him, I'm not going to give up. And, you know, that's the equivalent of setting a vision. It might lack some uh, vivid description, but there's an intent there. And, uh, you know, it rallies other people to help. And, of course, that's where you see uh, the QC in Laurie, uh, you know, lend his support uh, to, to the cause because there's an intent. Someone feels strongly enough to stay and not go. And, of course, you know, invoke someone else's efforts to help. Yeah. And, 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 and because of that, you just want it to end the way it does. I've got Wayne, of course, gets out of, uh, uh, out of jail and the, and the business goes from a smaller business to a huge business. And, uh, Kevin, you pointed out to me, and I didn't miss it many times through, what's the music that they play at the end? Well, I, look, you know, again, I was shocked. I was scratching my head writing this down. I I, uh, I was watching it at the end. And, of course, I've watched the movie, as I said, quite a few times. Uh, but when you watch it with an intent for just seeing what the, the script reveals, the last movie, uh, as I said at the start, the first pan is Highview Crescent, um, taking a high view of life, you know, I'm sure is the yes. intent there. Uh, and you get to the end and uh, is that that famous link with uh, the um, the exotic Marigold Hotel movie where uh, if it's not the end, you know, if things aren't okay, then it's not the end. Uh, the, the music at the end here is, you know, we've only just begun. Uh, I love that. If, yeah. If, uh, it's... it's uh, um, 
what is that? Um, it'll be okay in the end, and if it's if it's not okay, it's clearly not the end. That's right. Uh, what a, what a what a wonderful lesson that from that movie as well. I guess we'll have to do that one at some we stage might have to in do the that. future. <laughs> so so look, there's there's many many lessons here, and many more we could go through. Uh, and I think the one that I really love is that whole idea of of of, of a fair go and give people a fair go. And that's what we've done in this country in terms of Corona. We've given everybody a fair go. If you look at what's happened in Australia compared to the world stage, you've got to sit back and go, what an amazing country. The deaths have been horrific. Um, There's much sadness there. But comparatively, we've done bloody well eh, because we've stuck together, we've done the right thing, we've pulled through together, and uh, we did it uh, for many reasons. And although, again, we may not have covered all the lessons in this, I think the one thing that we haven't talked about in the movie, and that's the key line, it's uh, if you haven't got all the lessons, I hope you've got the vibe of the thing. It's the vibe of the thing. And the vibe of the thing is to do the right thing. And uh, so do the right thing by your people. Do the right thing by the community. Do the right thing by uh, your, your family. So... Kevin, apart from the vibe of the thing, um, any anything else you'd like to add uh, at this point? Uh, look, I, I think you know. I think we've probably given the movie a pretty good cover, but uh, you know, we do have um, for those that uh, that are interested. We've uh, taken our thoughts through to a one-page, I guess, movie on a page uh, image. Uh, it just captures for the fans of the movie and for examples of converting everyday challenge into the practices that uh, we've talked about. And, and some of these are in, in your book as well, Paul, uh, you know, converting everyday moments into opportunities for leadership. We've created a, a one-page image that, that captures the movie and uh, that's also available. So it's it. Let, let me just a bit of a correction there. It's not we. It's Kevin. Kevin has many talents. One is a genius for being able to take a lot of concepts and, and display them in a visual way that's very impactful, all on one page. And so what we'll do is maybe what we'll do is uh, we'll actually we'll we'll, we'll add that uh, to uh, the email that's going out to everybody. Uh, so you've got that as a bit of a reminder about what the castle's all about. Yeah. So, oh, you're too, Kevin, you're too kind, Paul. Uh, Daryl would say you could sell that. You could sell that. <laughs> you could. <laughs> and, and look, I know, folks, when you get that piece of paper, you're not just going to put it in a drawer or just uh, leave it. You, you're going to get that. You'll probably even frame it because it'll be going straight to the pool room, straight that's to the for pool. sure. <laughs> so, look, Kevin, thanks so much for joining us on uh, Leaders for Life uh, thanks Radio. Thanks for having me, Paul. Great to talk to you always. I hope we get to do another film or something like that at one time. Now, if you haven't, folks, go and watch The Castle. Uh, if you're an overseas visitor of this country and you want to know about the culture, go and watch The Castle. And if you've watched it before, then maybe re-listen to this podcast and then watch The Castle with brand new eyes. Keep safe, everybody. Thanks, Kevin. How good is Kevin Layton? Look, I've just so enjoyed working on this podcast with him and sharing the leadership lessons from the castle as we all deal with and lean into corona and or COVID-19. But it's not just about uh, this crisis. I guess those lessons from the castle are for any crisis or disruption we might come across in our lives. What I'd love you to do is to go and have another look at the film, put it on again, and now look at it through the leadership lens 
that we've been talking about. And whatever crisis or disruption or leadership challenge you're facing in your life, never forget the lessons from the castle. Never forget the vibe of the thing. Hey, I'm Paul Mitchell. Thanks for listening to Leaders for Life Radio and being part of our community. It it really means a lot to us. So until next time, find the passion, develop the skills, make the numbers and make a difference.